Hello, everyone. This is Sal from Bitcoin Taxes. Welcome to our podcast. Each episode, we speak to an expert with knowledge related to cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Today, we'll be speaking to Ephraim Olson, a Harvard-trained U.S. tax lawyer and co-founder of Olson and Partners Law. Ephraim, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, Sal, thanks for bringing me back on. I, I really appreciate it. I just felt like there was a lot of unfinished uh, sort of questions from last time that needed to have another go at it. So I appreciate you bringing me back on and, have, and sort of continuing our conversation from last time. It- of course. And for anybody that hasn't listened, um, Ephraim was on a super popular episode about opinion letters that um, a lot of people were very interested in. So go back and check out that episode if you haven't heard it yet. And then for anybody that hasn't heard it or that isn't sure about who you are, Ephraim, can you give us a little bit of information about yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. So my background is uh, I'm a tax attorney. I went to law school at Harvard uh, and got an advanced law degree in tax from NYU. I've been working in the crypto tax space for several years now and happy to be here and happy to be building in the space. Yeah, you have a great work history. I mean, I don't even know if I touched on it last time I had you on the podcast, but you know, I'm a I'm a big advocate for education and stuff. So when I hear your background, I'm like, oh man, what a what an awesome background to be able to talk about. <laughs> well, Harvard it's, it's, educated, it's, it's, man. It's, well, here's the thing though, right? I mean, the frustration is that again, lawyers are just generally risk averse as a profession. And yeah, so you know. A lot of my colleagues are not here sort of rolling up their sleeves and getting work done in, in the crypto space. They're with big Wall Street firms in in New York or in wherever. And uh, it's just, it's fun to hear. It's fun to be sort of rolling up my sleeves and working with, with a group of people who actually get stuff done. So, And I think that plays into what we're going to be talking about today. And it's why I think a lot of listeners really like the last episode and and I think are going to be interested in what we have to talk about today because you're willing to take stances that maybe some of the other crypto tax professionals aren't willing to say publicly or aren't willing to take that stance. And a lot of the people in the crypto space, a lot of crypto traders would love for somebody to take the stances that you have. So for example, today, let's get right into it. Let's start by talking about a couple months ago, there was a a memo released by the IRS regarding staking that basically said, depending on how you interpret it, said staking is taxable when you receive it at fair market value. So what's your take on that? Yeah, let let me me get into that for a minute because um, it's actually kind of frustrating for me as a tax professional who there's lots of rules, there's lots of regulations, there's lots of tax court opinions. A revenue ruling, so this is revenue ruling 2023-14. Revenue rulings are not, they do not create new law. So no new obligations on taxpayers because of a revenue ruling. Revenue rulings are often used as a way to bind the IRS. So say, for example, that they're going to take an administrative position that credit card points are not taxable. They're not changing the law. They're just saying that we, as the IRS, are going to be bound to a position that we're going to state publicly so that you can have some clarity. That is what a revenue ruling is for. It's not meant to create new law. It's it's specifically not new law. It's just a binding position on the IRS, not on taxpayers. And so, you know, I've talked to accountants and other tax professionals about this, and we, we sort of uniformly agree that this was a very strange forum in which to sort of announce that staking is taxable. Because again, it's not creating new regulation. It's not, it's not binding on taxpayers. It's binding only on the IRS. And so sort of with that in mind, it seems strange that they use this position, right? It, it, to me, it seems like they're sort of announcing that they want this to be taxable and that they're going to take the position that's taxable. But again, there's nothing new here. There's mm-hmm. nothing that we didn't know before this. Again, nothing changed, except that we now know that the IRS 
is binding itself to say that this is taxable for them. Mm. But, but if you look through the analysis, and the other frustration here is if you look through the analysis, the analysis is like literally 20% of what's in one of my opinions. They're saying all things are taxable. This is a thing and therefore it's taxable. I mean, effectively, that's what they're saying. Right. There's no, you know, it's the sort of blanket broad, everything's taxable. This is a right. thing. So broad it's strokes, no nuance. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like one page. And then I say like, okay, well, how about me out in the forest foraging around and collecting mushrooms? I can sort of gather a, a thing of mushrooms or, or, you know, I can go hunting and go shoot an animal. And I know exactly when I finish that taxidermy, what that mount is worth or, you know, what this basket of mushrooms is worth. I clearly have possession of it. Mm-hmm. I know the value of it, but it's not taxable to me. It, it, they just aren't taxable. And so I would have hoped that they would go through some of that nuance and say, well, this is not like collecting mushrooms because of X. This is more like stumbling upon a treasure. But they don't do that. And like my frustration is there's not much I can use here. I can either sort of go away saying, well, everything's taxable and this is a thing and therefore it's taxable. Or I can do the analysis myself. And when I do the analysis myself, I think there's a reasonable argument that they've come out on the wrong side. I think this is more like collecting mushrooms than stumbling upon treasure. And so this, to me, it's an interesting thing. It's certainly a nice scare tactic. Whoever wrote mm-hmm. it, the IRS certainly probably got most of what they wanted out of it, it seems, mm-hmm. which is, you know, now we have more people that are going to pay on staking rewards, probably, because we've said it's taxable. But again, they didn't change the law. Nothing changed from what was there before. Right. And I, exactly I brought this same. up on, a, on another episode of the podcast where, you know, I kind of gave like a thought experiment and I was asking, you know, is this a naive thought experiment in the sense of, you know, you find a piece of paper on the ground or you find something on the ground and uh, suddenly the next day everybody says, oh, I want to buy that piece of paper from you. And then a week later, nobody wants to buy that piece of paper. It's not worth anything, but you're still all of a sudden going to be taxed on like what it was worth for that day that you found it. You're suddenly going to be taxed on it, even though you didn't sell it. It's effectively worthless. And now you're stuck with this large tax bill. The answer to that, it was the IRS rules. They're not necessarily fair. They're just, they are what they are. So whilst your thought experiment may be valid, it doesn't matter because the IRS isn't there to be fair. It's just putting forth this guidance, right? And see, and I, I can appreciate there's lots of rules that sort of cut one way, like the cookie crumbles one way or another, right? And it doesn't always crumble fairly in half mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. I appreciate that idea that, yeah, fairness is not necessarily have part of this. It's, yeah. it's the law and, it's, and it is what it is. My position is this rev rule does not create new law. Yes, yes. So we, so we're in the exact same position in my mind as we were three years ago, or four years ago, or eight years ago, because we knew that Section sixty one of the Internal Revenue Code all things are taxable. The issue is not that Section sixty one says all things are taxable, and there's a Supreme Court case that says all things are taxable. The issue is that notwithstanding that, when I go into the woods and collect mushrooms, they're not taxable, even though I know the value and I like you know have full control, custody, and control over those mushrooms. The point is that there is nuance there. So the law is not that black and white, because if it was, there would be a lot more things taxable than are taxable. So notwithstanding those broad pronouncements, there's nuance that says, okay, well, in these circumstances, not taxable. Those circumstances, not taxable. And my frustration is that either they should come out with rules. If the IRS came out with a new regulation and it says, we're now specifically putting in here that staking rewards are taxable and received. They could do that. And if they did that, then that would be law. 
And that would be the end of the analysis in my mind, as long as however they define staking was sufficiently well-defined and stuff. Hmm. But as it sits, they don't, they don't do that. This isn't new law. They haven't created a new regulation. They haven't defined this stuff. They've just sort of said that it's our now position binding on us that we're taking the position that staking rewards are taxable. But again, with almost no analysis, <laughs> like literally a page and a half of analysis and law, which is just to, to me right. just dumbfounding. I, I don't understand why they did that. A page and a half to, to represent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that were, are going to be taxed for that stance. And I think a lot of people in the space, they might come into a lot of crypto from staking and it's worth a lot mm-hmm. when they may, when they maybe receive it and then they don't sell it. Yeah. And then when they go to sell it, yeah. it's worth nothing. So they're, they're being taxed well, when they sell it, which is fair, obviously capital gains, that's totally fair. But when they received it, they didn't really come into yeah. money because they didn't sell it. You know, like they, well, and and, effectively and, they're paying a lot of money on something that's worthless. I think that's their argument for a lot of people, especially well, and, and, in 2022 and 2023. Yeah. And I think from my perspective, again, the devil is in the details here. We can even agree that, you know, as a general rule, certain things are, are true. But the, the point is the reason this is, this space is so difficult to understand. The reason it's so much like the wild west in some ways, mm-hmm. when it comes to taxes, it feels like is because there's so much nuance, right? Is staking yeah. in a single token liquidity pool or single token pool and getting reward stream to you the same or different than a traditional liquidity pool or uh, no, like there, there's nuance there. And right. I, don't, I don't think the IRS has grappled with the nuance. And to me, that's frustrating because again, I have to now go back to, they don't give enough analysis in my mind that I can then sort of just take it and say, this is correct. I think I then have to go back and put the nuance in myself, which is why is this the same or different than other things that are aren't taxable that look similar to it, right? Is this like catching a ball, a home run ball in Fenway Park? I don't know. Is that more or less similar to this? Is it more or less similar to going out foraging? Is it more or less similar to hunting? Is it more or less similar to treasure trove? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I have some thoughts on that. But that's an analysis I have to do because they failed to do it, in my mind. The IRS has just sort of failed taxpayers because they weren't willing to go through the sort of deep analysis that I think it requires to sort of talk through nuance. And so, like you say, I think, you know, the safest position is certainly that all staking rewards are taxable when received. I think in doing the analysis, I still think there is a reasonable basis that at least sometimes that you know, some instances where staking rewards are received may not be taxable when received. So I'm still willing to do that analysis for taxpayers. And again, it's not blanket. Don't just go to the bank and do this. This is not legal advice. But I'm just saying, as a tax attorney who does this for a living, I still do that analysis and come to the position that it's, you know, that it that it is reasonable to take the position that rewards are not taxable in certain instances. Right. And like, you know, I, I it's different than what the IRS says. I just think the IRS has not gone through the sort of mental rigor that they would need to, to make this, either make the rule, make it taxable, which they could do, or like give us a good enough analysis to say that this is more like A than B and why B is distinguished from A and why it's more like A and B. I think without that analysis, I now have to do my own analysis. And like I say, not every time, but there are times when I come to a different conclusion and say, 
I don't know if it's taxable or not, but I certainly think it's reasonable to say that this is not taxable or reasonable to make that conclusion. I, I guess my question for you is then for, because obviously the audience of this podcast is crypto tax payers. So for yeah. a crypto tax payer that is listening to this and thinking to themselves, well, hey, I have a lot of these staking rewards. I think they should be treated a certain way. What is their option then? Do they talk, you know, if they're working with another tax professional, do they say, hey, here, I heard this episode. I, I kind of argue that these should maybe not be treated this way. Can you run an analysis or should they come to you? Like what should a crypto tax payer do? Here's the thing, right? Again, what they shouldn't do is just take the position themselves mm -hmm. because this is certainly going against what the IRS has taken as their position. And so if I think if the IRS were to audit that and find that they were in error, I think they, they you know, they would likely apply penalties to that, that mm -hmm. they would say, you know, we, we gave out guidance. You didn't follow it. You took your own position and now you're in error and therefore there's penalties. So that's what I would say you should not do. So either have your, you know, have their accountant, if they're willing to do that analysis and say, you know, reasonable position, it's not taxable, great. If not, reach out to me, whether it's me or I can point you in another direction to find somebody who will do that analysis for you, sort of independent analysis. And if they come back and say, you know, there's a reasonable position that this is not taxable, you know, they can write that in a, in a file memo or an opinion. And then as long as you disclose that correctly, uh, you should be able to avoid penalties uh, if it's done correctly. So again, what not to do is just go out and sort of take this advice and use it. Right. I think I think what I'm saying is go get professional help, not because you know professionals are that much smarter or whatever, but because we have the credentials. Us saying it carries a lot more weight if later it's found you know that, that the position is an error. All right. Thank you for explaining that. I think a lot of people find that very interesting. Um, and obviously, if they need to find out more, if they can contact you, we'll give your contact info in our episode summary. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Celsius bankruptcy. I've had a lot of people writing into Bitcoin attacks asking if I ever receive my crypto back from this exchange or this exchange, will it be taxable, et cetera. So just in general, there's a lot of people asking about Celsius and different crypto exchanges that are gone now and, and shut down. So yeah. can you tell yeah. us a little bit about what you're hearing about Celsius and everything going on? Yeah. So the reason we're talking about it from my perspective is that I've had several clients reach out to me asking about, especially in the in the sort of finishing of the bankruptcy, they propose that I'm going to get this set of property back. I'm getting these things, which of them are taxable and which of them are not. I'm getting shares in this new company. I'm getting tokens that I, you know, different tokens that I put in or the same tokens that I put in, or I put in high basis tokens or low basis tokens, right? There's like a lot of questions around that. And what I've seen so far, I guess I could say this, I, I obviously don't know everyone's facts, patterns and, and whatever. What I've seen so far is that a lot less of it is taxable than people think. Hmm. So the chatter that I've heard, people come in saying, oh, you know, Reddit is talking about this and all of these, these shares are taxable or all of these tokens would be taxable. And after doing the analysis again, um, I've, you know, my clients have been pretty happy with the fact that there's a lot less taxable than they thought. So I don't know exactly what to say there, except that, you know, I, I wish I could give more concrete details there. But again, it, it probably depends a little bit on what they put in and what they're getting out. And again, pretty fact specific analysis. But what I'll say is, if there's a question, if you have enough coming out that it makes sense to do an analysis, like do an analysis, let's let's do analysis, you know, there are people out there that can give you an answer that can make sure that you're not paying tax where you don't need to. Because again, the chatter online and the sort of questions I've got from clients coming in has been, you know, a little bit doomsday-esque. Mm -hmm. um, 
again, not just Celsius, but, but other sort of failed exchanges. And, you know, where can you take losses? What's taxable? When was it taxable? Is this set of property taxable? And like, you know, I say, once, once we're going through the analysis, um, sort of every client has walked away saying, oh, this is a lot better than I thought. I appreciate having done the analysis because I'm going to walk out quite a bit ahead for not having paid taxes on something I shouldn't didn't need to pay taxes on. Yeah, and it's another common sense thing, just like the kind of thought experiment I had earlier. It's it's another common sense thing where it's like, if you lost a bunch of crypto, let's say you couldn't claim the losses on it, and then all of a sudden you're going to receive a portion of it back and it's going to be taxed, like common sense would say that's kind of horrible. Like that's kind of wild <laughs> to, to think that that's the case. And obviously that's a, a cut and dry kind of case, but to me, common sense would dictate like that that wouldn't be the case, that you really shouldn't be taxed on something that you already owned, that you lost, you didn't get to claim losses on it, you really shouldn't be taxed on it when you receive it back. Uh, but again, I'm not a tax pro, so we always defer to to you guys, you tax pros, yeah. to kind of hear what yeah. your thoughts are and your analysis on this is. But common sense well, dictates, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, like like I said, I just if your accountant comes back and it says, you know, you come up with a number that makes sense and you, and you're fine with it, great. But what I'm saying is, if you're sort of wringing your hands saying, oh shoot, you know, I'm going to have two hundred thousand dollars of tax because what I'm getting is these shares in this new company out of Celsius and blah blah blah, do the analysis because. I think you'll be surprised that a lot less of these, like these shares coming out of the company, the new shares of a new company out of Celsius, those are likely not taxable in most people's hands. So that, that just as an example, are likely not taxable as are, you know, some of the tokens coming out are likely not taxable. So, you know, again, talk to somebody because, uh, because it's probably not as weak as it looks. I appreciate you sharing all this information because I, I do think it's important to realize that it's very much not just black and white in crypto. There is yeah. very much gray area. And even if the IRS is trying to say it's black and white, it's cut and dry. I mean, we know from being in this space for so long that it's not. There's so many different mechanisms. There's so many different factors involved with crypto. So I think really the most important takeaway here is get an experienced tax professional to analyze your situation to see, can I benefit from this opinion? Can I benefit from taking it this way or or whatever is the yeah. best way to handle this you know situation and, that you're in? Yeah. And again, like I'd say, like you said, sort of black and white. I, in my position, the IRS can make this black and white if they want. There's mm. legislation that's proposed that would make this. There's regulations that are proposed. They can make this black and white, but do it through the proper channels, right? Do you think they will? Actually, actually... Well, I think they'll have to. I don't. Yeah. I don't think the revenue ruling they have will be sufficient to make this stuff taxable. I don't think it is. So, in my personal so quickly, opinion. why do you think they haven't? Do you have any opinion on why they haven't made it black? I, and white? I don't. I don't think they have their hands on it yet. I, mm -hmm. I think they're still trying to feel out what this beast is because I don't think they're in a position to be able to say this instance is taxable, this instance is not. I don't think they have the nuance yet yeah. to be able to make really good regulations. That my personal opinion is. All of this will go away at some point when they have regulations. My guess is a lot less of it will be taxable than they're currently saying. But that's my hunch is that a lot of it is sort of what intuitively we think, which is a lot of this is probably not taxable when received, but rather when sold. My hunch is that's where it's going to end up. Um, and they will come out with rules in the next you know, couple of years. And this will all be, this, this will be a non-issue non anymore. My frustration is that they're trying to make it black and white without using the proper tools. And that bothers me because they can't do that. We live in a world where if they give out regulations, I can then go through those regulations and sort of parse it and say, well, you know, in this instance, it does apply. In this instance, it doesn't. If they just sort of use the big broad hammer of everything's taxable, that's not very helpful because they have not gone through the sort of heavy lifting analysis. You know, Bloomberg has a thing on crypto taxes, right? And they go through a really good analysis of, you know, when it may or may not be taxable and why and 
they do the experiment, they do the analysis. The IRS didn't do that. And that bothers me because I think that as taxpayers, we deserve to have the IRS either give us guidance that's useful or, you know, tell us that they don't have guidance and that we work for ourselves or make laws so it's, so it's clear. I, I don't really care which one they do, but they, in my mind, they did sort of the worst, which is just say everything's taxable without going through the sort of deep analysis that I think it requires. Yeah, and I, I think I'll put a final point on this and then we'll get going, but I just wanted to say it does look like the IRS is reaching out to find professionals in the space and software in the space that better understands it can better um, handle yeah. the kind of complex transactions that are happening. So that's that's good that they're actually looking out because that's what they should have been doing for the past few years. There's so exactly. many yeah. experienced professionals yeah. you know, that I've talked to that could, could really yeah. teach the IRS a thing or two. But appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you sharing all this information. So I'll appreciate it as well. I'm sure there will be I'm sure there will be changes in the next two or three months as well, and we'll be back on to talk about those. So really I'd love to have you back on. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you back on. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, sir. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Bitcoin Taxes Podcast. You can find out more information about today's guest by going to talk.bitcoin.tax. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you could give us a positive review on whichever podcast platform you listen to the episode on. Don't forget, you can go to Bitcoin.tax for any of your cryptocurrency tax calculation needs. Have a great day, everybody, and thanks again for listening.